Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about ADHD, and we are going to be looking at three different articles on the Deep Roots at Home blog. Nine Unexpected Things Learned in Healing My Child from ADHD and Anxiety, Help for ADHD, four natural supplements that work together, and getting ADHD to bed, eight proven tips for bedtime and quieter nights. So stay tuned. This first article on the blog, Nine Unexpected Things Learned in Healing My Child from ADHD and Anxiety, is by Jennifer Gustra Kozek. By practice, I'm a psychotherapist who has been working for over a decade in the world of mainstream medicine, a body of experience that has allowed me to develop a strong understanding of both its strengths and weaknesses. But beyond my work, I'm also a mom who fiercely loves her children, and for their sake, when it comes to their health, I've always explored all available healing options, an approach that I'm proud to say has led me to find better solutions than any conventional specialist had ever offered. My work has allowed me to cross paths with a seemingly endless number of psychiatrists and general practitioners who for the most part have one thing in common. They all see medication as the optimal form of treatment for healing the vast majority of what they diagnose. This includes attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, anxiety, sleep issues, depression, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Will healing ever come? Starting to wonder. For a long time, I wondered about the cavalier prescribing of drugs, but I bit my tongue. Who was I to question physicians with the benefit of many more years of medical training? My viewpoint changed in 2006 after I had my children who suffered similar challenges. I knew doctors would recommend medication, but I also knew I didn't want my children to go down that road for fear it would severely damage their lively, beautiful spirits. As my husband Steve and I tried to make do with physical and behavioral therapies, I read many medical journal articles about the link between autism, mental health issues, and malnutrition, toxicity, food sensitivities, and intestinal permeability, immune, metabolic, and digestive issues. These discoveries led us to realize that these disorders could be a real medical illness treatable with natural remedies that didn't involve intrusive personality-altering medication. While we were skeptical at first, the potential healing rewards were so high with these methods. Outside the mainstream, it seemed well worth trying, and I'm so happy we did. And here is what we learned. Number one, my doctors weren't reading the same medical journals I was. I started collecting lots of data, studies, and articles on these subjects from esteemed medical journals. The more research I read, the more I realized how much information was out there. I quickly realized pediatricians and mainstream medical community weren't on board. With all of my studies and articles in my hands and hope in my heart, I asked the pediatric GI specialist about the possibility that my son Evan's developmental delays, autism, anxiety, 
if, if it may be due to a gut issue or food sensitivity. He raised his eyebrows and said, you must be reading too much. It became apparent at that moment that this doctor wasn't reading enough. Number two, Big Pharma writes our doctor's textbooks. Drug company money is tainting medical education. Big Pharma writes medical school textbooks and uses their own money to finance drug studies. Dr. Marshall Marsha Angle, former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, stated how corporate dollars corrupt research and education at academic medical centers, including Harvard Medical School. Pharmaceutical companies spend millions of dollars to implement carefully designed plans. According to R. Webster Kerr of the Independent Cancer Research Foundation, the FDA, NIH, NCI, ACS, and medical schools are their puppets. Number three, our medical community ignores the power of plant medicine and calls it pseudoscience. Pharmaceutical companies have set out to discredit holistic treatments, especially in those areas of highest drug profits such as cancer, heart disease, psychiatric disorders, and allergies, even though they're widely used in other countries and steeped in tradition. Drug companies use the term scientific evidence as a political definition to control the FDA and National Institutes of Health. They buy investigative journalists with their advertising. They pay doctors and psychiatrists to speak on their behalf and offer up expensive trips and steep payments. They block financial contributions by terms like unproven treatments, and many charitable organizations are entirely controlled along with Congress. Number four, the biggest corporate sponsors of the American Academy of Pediatrics are pharma companies. The Academy of Pediatrics was created in 1930 as an independent forum for the health and well-being of our children. Today, Corporate Friends of Children Fund members include Pfizer, Sanofi Pasteur, the Vaccine Sanofi Adventist Group, Merck, GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson & Johnson, etc. A conflict of interest? Have our doctors been bought? I believe so. Number five, conventional doctors tend to address only one organ at a time. One of the fundamental flaws of our existing medical paradigm is the tendency to approach health and sickness only through a disease-based or single-organ-focused lens. We treat the body as a machine with several parts, assign a diagnostic label, and match it with a corresponding pharmaceutical, where in reality our body is a complex, interconnected web of biochemistry. Therefore, we need more medical doctors who understand that we must start to treat the whole body like holistic and functional doctors do. Number six, our genetics is not the end of our story. Just because ADHD, depression, and even autoimmune issues run in the family does not mean that is our fate. We have more control over it than the medical industry wants us to believe. We may start with a genetic vulnerability. However, we need to start recognizing that our lifestyle and environmental factors instructs our genes on how to express themselves. The foods we eat or don't eat, the nutrients we take, or don't take, our stress levels, sleep habits, and exposure to toxins dynamically determine our gene expression. Number seven, most doctors know very little about healing nutrition. Most disease is preventable and related to nutrition, yet doctors today do not know the science of how healthy food heals the body, nor do they see the impact fake food, pesticides, and toxic chemicals have on our health. According to the Journal of Clini Clinician Nutrition, most graduating medical students continue to rate their nutrition preparation as inadequate. According to Michael Gruger, MD, FACLM, 
a physician and internationally recognized professional speaker on some important public health issues, medical students are still getting fewer than 20 hours of nutrition education over four years, and even most of that has limited clinical relevance. Number eight, allopathic MDs masking autoimmune disorders, not healing. You cannot get health from a pill. When referred to a specialist like a gastroenterologist, endocrinologist, rheumatologist, and alike to treat an autoimmune disorder, they rarely discuss healing foods, detoxification, and other modalities that heal the body. Instead, they prescribe drugs, namely immunosuppressants or steroid therapy to merely mask symptoms, never getting to the root cause of any illness nor healing any disease. And these medications often do more harm than good. Number nine, insurance companies do not cover important healing treatments and therapies. Health insurers can limit coverage they deem experimental and not medically necessary, and they often do. Many consider alternative interventions medically necessary only if adequate evidence of safety and effectiveness in the peer-reviewed published medical literature supports it. I find this funny considering more than 100,000 people die each year from complications caused by prescription drugs and thousands more dry of drug overdoses after getting hooked on prescription pain medication. Again, money and politics are the reason insurance won't cover safer alternatives. The more services they exclude from coverage while still selling policies to patients, the better for their bottom line. Number 10, healthcare today puts Band-Aids on splinters instead of pulling them out. Current pharmaceutical and surgical methods are incredibly useful for treating acute, life-threatening health issues. However, for more nuanced disorders, these approaches do not take into account the complex communication that exists between the various systems of the body can ultimately lead to a breakdown in communication followed by a loss of function. Often, the side effects of these treatments can be as harmful or worse than the original symptom itself. Eastern medicine modalities are ancient systems of healthcare that take into account all the biological systems of the whole body. Natural medicine practitioners strive to stimulate the body's natural capacity to heal itself, leading to healing on a much deeper level. Although many parents claim that psychotropic medication has changed their child's life for the better, we must not forget that giving a six-year-old medicine does nothing to improve the conditions that derail their development in the first place. Policymakers are so convinced these children have an organic disease that they've all but called off the search for a better understanding of the conditions, even though these medications often cause many short-term and long-term side effects. Therefore, I encourage all parents everywhere to let love guide you to explore all available healing options, rather than simply settling for what conventional specialists suggest. It isn't enough to just be alive. The quality of life is also essential. We need more due diligence in our healthcare system. We need an integrative medicine approach, a healing-oriented medicine that takes the whole body, body, mind, and spirit into account. We need to emphasize the therapeutic relationship and make use of all appropriate therapies, both conventional and alternative. Good medicine should be based on sound science, be inquiry-driven, and be open to new paradigms. We need to use natural, effective, and less invasive interventions whenever possible. We need a system that promotes prevention of illness as well as the treatment of disease. We simply need to wake up and make a stand for real change. We can no longer put a price tag on our physical and mental health. The amount of pain we are creating for our families and our children is way too high a price to pay the way we conduct our business. When we come back, getting 
ADHD to bed, eight proven tips for bedtime and quieter nights. to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. Getting a kid with ADHD to sleep at bedtime can be extremely challenging. Their mind and body may still be racing. One of my kids in particular can have a real problem going to sleep at bedtime. He tells me, sleep is boring, mom. For kids with ADD, the transition time can be difficult and bedtime certainly falls into that category. I have tried many, many tactics over the years to make going to bed and staying in bed easier. Here are eight ways I have found to really help kids getting kids with ADHD to sleep. I share this post from Beth Grushkin from Fuzzy Mama because we both want you and your children to thrive. Keep a consistent bedtime routine. There's power in routine. When kids know what to expect, things are much likely to go smoothly. We keep the same bedtime routine and bedtime even on weekends, even on vacations. I make sure to begin our routine about 45 minutes before lights out so nothing seems rushed. It's all hands on deck to help this go smoothly. My husband and I each take on some of the duties. We turn off all unnecessary lights as my kids shower, brush teeth, and get in PJs. I love to get in some read aloud time, and then each kid gets a, a bit of time to read in their beds with a small book light. Getting enough sleep is so important. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends 9 to 12 hours for children ages 6 to 12. Sleep deprivation in kids has been linked to poor performance in school. Less sleep can cause kids to be one to two grade levels behind, obesity, and a myriad of other health issues. My kids are early risers no matter when they go to bed, so as a result, we go to bed really early with the lights off by 7.45 rule, even on weekends and vacations. For my kids, their optimal amount of time to sleep is at least 10 hours. That said, we do have unavoidable special events that are increasing as my kids get older. Boy Scout meetings, band concerts, etc. We limit those events as much as possible with a later night happening no more than once a week. Try a weighted blanket. Since ADHD is usually not just about hyperactivity, calming the, but calming the sensory system often has a big payoff. Weighted blankets put pressure on big muscle groups, releasing serotonin to aid in the overall relaxation of the body. We've used a weighted blanket for about a year now with tremendous results. My son loves it. Once underneath it, does not get out of bed. My son just said last night, Mom, I used to hate going to bed, but now I see how relaxing it is. Weighted blankets can be pricey, but consider how important sleep is. They're worth every penny. Turn off screens at least an hour before bedtime. All screens emit blue light which has been shown to disrupt the body's natural circadian rhythm and its ability to produce melatonin. Make sure you turn off all screens a good hour or not, if not more before bedtime. 
With older kids having to do homework on screens, this is becoming increasingly difficult for my family. We have a no screens after dinner rule, which works because my kids have little to no homework on a screen. We may have to tweak this as they get older. I just bought these blue light blocking glasses, which we will try. My kids will be wearing them when the sun goes down to block out the blue light from screens and our fluorescent bulbs. I'll let you know how that goes. My husband and I will be wearing them too. Take a magnesium supplement about an hour before bedtime. We are big on natural supplements and have worked to find a good regimen. One of the most helpful supplements for relaxing is magnesium. I make sure my son takes it about an hour or so before bed. We had to find the sweet spot with some testing. The magnesium serves, serves to slow him down and help with the transition to bedtime. Rubbing magnesium oil on the bottom of your child's feet is a wonderful alternative for kids who are not old enough to swallow pills. If you take other supplements with magnesium in the morning, make sure you do not exceed the maximum daily dose for your child. Also make sure your child's getting enough B6 to aid in the absorption of magnesium. Darken the room as much as possible. Like the blue light of a computer screen, even small amounts of compact fluorescent and LED light can upset the body's circadian rhythm and its ability to produce sleep, including melatonin. We have blackout shades and red night lights in my kids' bedrooms. My son usually needs the bathroom light on to calm nighttime fears, but as soon as he's asleep, I turn off the lights. Try simple breathing at bedtime. Before I leave my son's room for the night, we do a few rounds of deep breathing. We vary our routine, but lately we breathe in for three counts, hold for three counts, and breathe out for five. Breathing out for longer than you breathe in seems to do the trick. In breaths, quicken, in, in breaths, quicken the heartbeat, while out, while out breaths, slow it. This is a great technique to learn for a great relaxer anytime. Modeling the behavior helps him learn the technique so he's able to do it for himself. Equipping him with as many tools as I can is my goal. Encourage relaxation. May be helpful to add some fun relaxing bits to your bedtime routine. A few days a week, I've been giving my oldest son lemon foot baths to soothe his senses and ground him in his body. He loves these and it's a nice way to do a little doting on him too. It all, if all this seems a bit overwhelming, pick one or two to try. Helping my kids get enough sleep is one of the best things I can do for their overall health and well-being of our family. I'd love to hear any ideas that help you get your kids to bed. We can all use some more tools in our toolbox. And Jacqueline adds, at our church, we've found sensory swings are great for kids who struggle with ADHD or high energy as well. It really does seem to make a difference. It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS, but some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals. So the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. And lastly, Help for ADHD, four natural supplements that work together. 
As a parent with ADHD, there are many things that overwhelm me when it comes to making choices for my child. Nutrition and supplements have been something we've worked on for years. We keep tweaking our plan of attack. Now we are gluten, corn, and nearly sugar-free. I've tried many different supplements, and I can honestly say I've found the best natural ADHD supplements for kids that really work. This is another post by Beth Grushkin from Fuzzy Mama, because we want you and your children to thrive. I say our plan of attack because ADHD is a family issue, one that really can affect everyone in the house, not just the person diagnosed. I've learned so much over the course of trying to figure out how to best manage my son, and I found out what goes into his body can have a huge effect. I am uber vigilant about what my boys eat. We stay away from corn and gluten completely. We limit processed sugar to once a week treat. We buy organic fruits and vegetables as much as we can. We are low on grains and eat mostly grass-fed meat. Dairy is limited to yogurt. Both boys drink water or unsweetened almond milk exclusively. I've read tons of parenting books to help our struggles as well. These steps alone have made a big impact on both my boys. That being said, even with our excellent nutrition, my son still takes medication to help him focus at school. Later, there was an update on this blog post that says, my son does not take prescription meds any longer. Yay! We think these are the best natural ADHD supplements for kids. I love to share what works with us in the hopes that it will help others find a little relief for their family. ADHD can leave the whole family feeling emotionally and physically depleted. For us, these really are the best natural ADHD supplements. I take some of them too. First, Natural Vitality's Kids Calm Multivitamin. Kids Calm is a liquid multivitamin with an emphasis on magnesium. The ingredient list is packed with fruits, veggies, fatty acids, magnesium, and other important nutri nutrients that many kids do not get in their daily diets. What I notice is my kids love to take it. We usually take it at bedtime to capitalize on the calming effects of magnesium. I notice a marked difference in both my kids and their ability to settle down for bedtime. This product will last longer if you store it upside down. Otherwise, all the he heavy elements will sink to the bottom and form a rather solid mass. Shake well before serving. Secondly, help for the brain, Barleen's fish oil. We have been hearing about the beneficial effects of fish oil for kids with ADHD for a while now, especially boys whose brains seem to be starving. Some fish oil supplements taste icky and make you burp up fishy taste. Barleen's does not. The flavors are yummy, and both my boys take a healthy dose of this every morning. What I notice, while this is harder to notice concrete results, my boys seem to be more focused at school this year and have no trouble doing homework after school. It used to be a battle. While I cannot directly correlate these improvements to the fish oil, I think it's had an overall great effect on their health. My boys are rarely sick and miss school one or two days a year for illness. Thirdly, help for the gut, Jaro probiotics. Gut health is another topic that has been gotten so much press lately. Our gut, it seems, is like a second brain with its massive amounts of neural tissue capable of affecting our mood and overall well-being. A healthy gut is vital for overall health. The absorption of nutrients protecting the body from foreign invaders and the regulation of many hormones. Yogurt can help to introduce good bacteria into the gut, but watch out for high sugar content and other icky ingredients. My boys take the chewable tablets by Jaro every day to ensure they are getting a good dose of healthy gut bacteria. They love the taste. There's no complaining. In fact, 
they remember to take these without any reminders. And what I notice is my boys rarely get sick or have a need for antibiotics. Their day-to-day physical health is pretty amazing. Jaro MagMind Magnesium. I cannot sing the praises enough for MagMind by Jaro for my son with ADHD. We take one of these in the morning and it helps keep him calm enough until his ADHD meds kick in for school. It takes about 20 minutes to see the effects so I can make sure he gets one on rising. Also, if we run out of kids call multi, I give him a MagMind capsule about 30 minutes before bedtime too. Because kids call multi has magnesium, I make sure to take the MagMind at a different time of day, once in the morning, once in the other in the p.m. I take MagMind myself before bed. It has an incredible effect on my ability to have a really good night's sleep. It seems that most of the population is suffering from a deficiency of this very important mineral. Results are very noticeable, but not a miracle. These supplements are meant to be used as part of overall nutrition plan. They're not miracle pills. My son still struggles with his emotions from time to time, but I've seen a difference with these supplements. The calm times far outweigh the crazy ones. These supplements can be a great complement to ADHD meds as well. I'm not a doctor, but I'm a mother who has learned from experience and a lot of trial and error. Every ADHD kid is different in what works for them, but these supplements stand to benefit any kid. Their quality is outstanding. And finally, Hyoscyamus, one secret that families should know for ADHD behavior. Hyoscyamus, you say? What is that? Teachers, school counselors, and most pediatricians never heard of what I'm about to share with you. It's sad for the kids they have rule over, but now you know. Hyoscyamus niger is a homeopathic remedy prepared from the whole Hyoscyamus niger plant in the second year of growth. You'd never use the herb as it is toxic in that strength, but only the extremely diluted homeopathic form. This brings us to ADHD. If the symptoms below fit, then this might be a good remedy for you. It's difficult to imagine um, it could address such a condition, but homeopathy, homeopathy can do just that. Hyoscyamus, in its very diluted homeopathic form only, is often recommended to relieve restlessness and reduces disruptive and inappropriate behavior, even extreme behavior. Again, hyoscyamus, in its undiluted herbal form, should never be used as it can be poisonous. But studies have shown that homeopathically diluted remedies containing hyoscyamus yield improvements in impulsivity and focus in children with or without ADHD. Hyoscyamus can also be of benefit to people who tend to engage in foolish or inappropriate behavior, struggle with fidgeting hands, and display facial grimaces, including sudden frenetic outbursts and involuntary twitching or grunting. This could change a child's life. In fact, positively change the lives of entire families. No more or much less frustration. And it's super simple and and inexpensive, less than $15 a bottle. And as always, homeopathics are side effect free. Here's a few uh, symptoms that could be helped with hyoscyamus. The child requires, shows hyperactivity and is extremely restless physically. He tends to move from one place to another and his movements are quick. The child is inattentive and lacks concentration. While studying, he may use inappropriate words or sentences and make up irrelevant answers. He or she is also very talkative and impatient. 
The child may inappropriately cry out suddenly or break into a loud laugh. Show violent behavior like scratching, striking, biting those around him. The child may insult, shout, scold, abuse, or spit on people. These children may make nonsensical gestures and often play with their fingers. Or the symptoms of inattention might be another reason for hyoscyamus, including difficulty in focusing attention or following instructions, being easily distracted, losing items, not listening to others, and avoidance of activities that need attention. The symptoms of hyperactivity may include tapping of hands and feet, interrupting others, difficulty waiting for a turn, or doing anything quietly. This may include frequent mood swings, sudden anger, emotional outbursts, restless anxiety, tics, twitches, and sleeplessness. There may also be signs of other conditions, such as learning problems like dyslexia and Tourette's syndrome. ODD, or Oppositional Defiant Disorder, is another behavioral disorder in which a child is angry, irritable, moody, and argumentative with vindictive behavior towards adults or authority figures. This applies to both children and adults. Besides hyoscyamus, homeopathica lists other remedies that have often been used with success for ADD and ADHD. This should be discussed with an experienced homeopath who will guide you. They are tuberculum bovinum, carcinosin, stramonium, veritrium album, chamomilla, cinna, metarinum, and merxol. Here are a few more symptoms that can be addressed with hyoscyamus niger. Silly, foolish behavior, poor impulse control, lack of inhibition or morality, lewd talk, cursing, promiscuousness, exhibitionism, masturbation, enjoy shocking others, strongly affected by disappointed love or fright in your childhood, feels like an outsider, tendency to jealousy, maybe malicious, and calculating, suspicion or paranoia with violent outbursts, threatens to kill, excited, talkative, extroverted, fear of dogs, animals, water, twitches, jerks, cramps, or spasms, sinus movements or dancing, masturbation in young children, desire to expose genitals, symptoms worsen at the beginning or during the menstrual period, type of epilepsy, and seizures. Jolette Calabrese trained under Dr. Banerjee in India, and she gives this simple protocol and insight. ADD, or attention deficit disorder, is often best met with hyoscyamus 6C twice daily for a period of months. It is not the only medicine we can choose for this condition, but as it was given to me as a privileged observer in their world-famous clinic, the Banerjee Homeopathic Research Foundation in Kolkata, I learned it's one of the best for treating ADD. And in my practice, I've witnessed plenty of kids benefited by this method. So whether your child is homeschooled, privately schooled, or publicly schooled, if it's clear that he simply cannot retain focus, remain focused, is disengaged, and is not able to move forward, Hyoscyamus 6C is one of, the homeop- one of homeopathy's little secrets every family should know about. Now remember, as always, this is medicine and ought not to be used without certainty that it is indeed needed and that it should be halted if it does no good. It also should not be used longer than six weeks if there's uncertainty. At six weeks' time, it's time to reassess. If the medicine has shown some improvement in the child's behavior, but more is needed, it's an indication the medicine was well chosen and more time using it is in order. One more thought you might want to consider. Diet can play an important, huge role factor. One more thing, another natural help for this child is TRS, nanozeolites in an oral spray. 
This also uproots toxins and metals that drive ADHD and much more. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.